Welcome to the Wild Minnesota Podcast. Our mission statement is having the responsibility to preserve, educate, and conserve in all facets of hunting and the great outdoors. We are pioneers of Minnesota and strive to create a positive environment and the inclusivity of all people in hunting, the outdoors, and having a damn good time doing it. God damn it. Well, what happened? Oh, there you are. Okay. I don't sound like a robot, right? No, you don't, and nor do I. All right, good. All right, well. Back here on another episode of Wild Minnesota Podcast with uh, Stephen out in Colorado. Present. So Steve. Hey. Present. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be doing a little talking about his second weekend of pronghorn hunting and his upcoming trip up north to go. And now when I say up north, I mean up north Minnesota. You mean up north by Wyoming. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like um, Steamboat Springs and like Estes Parkish. But a little bit north, but closer to the border of Wyoming, yeah. Sweet. All right, we'll top into it. Why don't you tell us about your uh, second weekend of pronghorn? I know I was walking to the Mall of America, and I thought when you said you're tracking him now, I thought you I thought you put an arrow in something, dude. When you say you're tracking something, I'm like, oh boy, it happened. Dude, I felt so bad too because you said that, and then like I felt bad too. I was like, damn, I didn't get one. <laughs> I got them all excited. But yeah, no, dude, know. that was. That was really cool too. Cause so it started out and I was driving out and it, so it initially starts with like a hardball road. You drive from, so I, I, I realized that listening to the last episode, I didn't really explain it well. So like there's like the main area of base that everybody lives at and works at. And then you go south of that and there's the um, air station. And then south of that is all the training areas where you can start to hunt in. So you take the hardball all the way down there and then you start getting into gravel roads and before I got off the hardball, I wasn't even like thinking about looking for pronghorn. I was just, like kind of scanning, not really doing anything serious. Bad boy walks right across the road, dude. Just like looks right at me. And I, of course, dude, this is such a stupid thing I do. Even in the car, I fully stop and like look at it like, did he see me? You know, like, should I move? <laughs> no, no, he didn't see you. You're, you're yeah, good. obviously not. And then, dude, he just, oh my God. So I wasn't past the point where I needed to actually check in yet to my unit. So he crossed the road and I immediately checked into that unit and I started driving along the gravel road because it starts cutting west towards the mountains and then towards this little reservoir that's super dried up and I'm following him along the road and he's probably 70, 80 yards in, in the, this little prairie grassy area that I've seen a lot of muleys in. And he's just kind of like walking and checking me out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to get him not getting out of my car. So I got out, got right. everything ready. And do these, I don't know if it's just me getting way into it, but like, they got to know they're messing with me at a certain point. You know, like he let me pop my trunk and start pulling stuff out. 
And I look over and he's gone. I was like, yep, cool. Yeah, I got to have my stuff on the fucking gravel <laughs> road. I got to re-put back into my truck. <laughs> but, but that was cool. That was like tight, dude. They're out here. And what's gnarly about this one, I think it's when I, I try to just like look at the rack and try and mental, mental image it so I can understand where they are and what they're doing, kind of pattern them a little bit. Cause that, that one looked like the same one the first weekend when he kind of like, he was ready to fight the 2d decoy and was, um, coming at me and then going away and coming at me going away. Anyways, I spooked him a little bit, but I went back on this road I was going to take and I used that same road the last time before I went all the way around and came up on him on the backside. But I didn't see him from where I initially turned on the gravel road to look for him. And in between that and the road that I turned on to, to start going into the training area. But this is where it got a little saucy because I was like, you know what? I know these guys have been traveling through this little basin area and they're probably hitting the reservoir and going around. So what I did was cut in towards the reservoir with the river that not river. I said river last time and my buddy Ryan Minton hit me up and was like, where the fuck is this river at? And I was like, nope, it's a Creek. It's like six feet wide, like two feet deep, maybe. And I got across that. And then I got back to where they had kind of ran around before. Well, look over to the right and it's more North of the basin area, kind of where there's a hilly, um, hilly area to it. And I look over and see like four or five pronghorn and I see one buck. And then immediately after that, I see about fucking 20 pronghorn just walking through this area. And they all kind of like, they kind of saw me, but it was only in passing. And I came, so they were like up on the Northern side of the hill and I came like down and around and they were like walking this way and I kind of cut them off. And that was where I told you, so I, I got the decoy stuck down had my obviously had my arrow knocked and everything and I pulled my bag off to get my flag out flagged these dudes and they every single one of them at the same time bolted just took off sprinting but they did the same shit that the buck is doing it must just be like how antelope like spook they just ran dude oh I I posted the video up on the site but it was just so gnarly dude they just like all rush out and they all kind of like curve and swoop the same time all these Big ass white asses. Is it like all... watching wildebeest on like Lion King all like running together in a herd, like yes. perfectly together and shit? Yep, like a wave that, in the ocean. That's gnarly, dude. And then, and then, dude, almost immediately, once they faced me, the four does took off, just like sprinted towards me. And then that's the video that I, I said, like, Maybe move the decoy forward will help. And then said, and in fact, did not help. If I can, but dude, it's it's gotten to the point with me, and I've I talked about this before. It's like I don't know what the last 200, 250 yards is that I got to do to close. Jace Bowserman told me initially in the season, he was like, dude, you probably won't get close to kill until. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I just checked out his Instagram, and I'm pretty sure he just took his. So you know. I'll just take it. Whatever. I just won't take it to heart at all. You know? But he is saying it. it's a lot easier mid-September, which I'll be back after that. But hopefully I'll have one from the up north trip. But, dude, it was it was a wild ride. And then Sunday I went out in the evening. And that was when I was talking to you and it started storming. And I was in my I, – I tried the blind out. I was like, you know what? I'll try the blind out. 
Perfect right. day, dude. Wind caught up to like 20 miles an hour. I was like, sweet. Dude, I'm putting this down before I'm in like another part of Colorado. And I got, I was out there for like maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And I got back, I packed up, went back to my car. Cause it was like, you can see the storm rolling in from the hills or the mountains rather. And I was taking my shirt off, changing into my t-shirt. And I was like, oh, dude, I got to check something out behind me. Look behind me. That buck was checking me out, dude. <laughs> looking straight at yeah. me man. yeah yeah he's smarter than he's just fucking with you now God. he's just messing with you yeah left it's and right just, it's just like i don't know man it's it's just so uncanny all the like all i'll get these great opportunities and then everything is just so inopportune when it starts happening <laughs> like, <laughs> cool, I, w- I will say this this was the coolest part watching was when those four doe were ready to come towards me the buck would like nuzzle their sides and make them turn around and they would. And like two of the four would turn around and then he would start turning around and he'd notice the other two didn't and he would turn back around to come get them. It's just like his dominance of the of the herd was really cool but But yeah, after that that was Sunday or after that Sunday and then I just saw that one and that was kind of just a shit show and went back home and Pretty, I, I thought about going back out this coming weekend, but I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to go shooting just to get some shots in. Because you don't realize that, too. And I mean, maybe it's probably just me because I'm an idiot. But I only have Saturday, Sunday. And then, like, during the week, I'm uh, working. So, like, I haven't shot in, like, two weeks, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So get back out and shoot before we go up for elk. And then he said there's a spot up there we can look for pronghorn. So, one of the days we'll try that. It's a good idea, especially with the style of hunting you're doing, where you're, like, crawling on hands and knees through desert cactus and shit. Like, you don't know if you knock something on your bow, something came out of alignment. So, yeah, get out, throw some arrows down range, and make sure your shit is set, especially before you go elk hunting. I mean, pronghorn, super cool to hunt, badass. I, I can't wait to be able to do it with you. But elk, mm, that's... Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to have a huge like six by six elk in front of you and just be like, well, fuck that shot up. Yeah. Dude. You know, because it, you just, you just weren't, you weren't disciplined with your equipment and make sure your equipment is spot on. Not saying you wouldn't have done that anyways before you yeah. went, obviously you'd go tight your bow on, but you know, and I've seen and heard numerous hunters here in Minnesota that like I shot, I shot, I shot. But then once season happened, I never shot my bow again. Then when I went to go get the shot on the deer, my bow wasn't in like, I wasn't sighted in anymore. Like something got knocked in and out of the truck, up and down a tree, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's a good idea. Smart on you. I'm proud. Of you. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's kind of that tough pill to swallow too. If you haven't gotten something yet, you still want to keep on going out. And that's something I, not that I pride myself on, but I definitely make sure I try is I try to get out there especially out here, like only having the weekends, I try to like take advantage of that time as, as best I can and utilize my chances because with how the army is, if I like, even if I get selected or don't, this will probably be one of my last times in the near future that I'll be hunting out here anyways. So I'm, I was definitely right. glad to be able to pay 40 bucks and have the dude, this experience has been wild. I, I absolutely, and that's something that I can appreciate too about being a shitty hunter is I can be happy not getting not getting something as I'm hunting, you know, not harvesting something. Cause, and, and it's cool too, for me, like I have the excuse of I'm hunting pronghorn with a bow. So like, I can just kind of like slough it off. Like, yeah, well it's really fucking hard yeah, to do. You know? Yeah. They didn't get close enough. Whatever. Yeah. Not that I'm a sh- really shitty fucking hunter. I do. They just didn't get close. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll never know. And I'm never going to tell you. So, <laughs> listen, listen to my podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. No, dude. it's cool that you get to cut your teeth on that Western hunting because when the day comes where we're like, well, we're fucking done working. We're going hunting now. Me and you are going to be like, we're going out West. We're going to spend oh, two yeah. weeks. We're going to chase pronghorn and we're going to go up North and we're going to chase some elk in oh, that yeah. order. Yep. Just spend a go. month away from our family hunting animals. Dude. And then I will be doing that in like the next seven years. It's going to be sick. I can't know. Wait. It's, coming wait up fast. it's coming up fast. It's coming up fast. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So, but yeah, dude, this, this elk trip is, is, uh, it's really cool. I, I know I've talked about it with you a few times. I don't know how many times I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but it really, the fruition of how it came about was just super weird. Like one of the kids that I coached last year for 10 U, his dad hunts and he's J- that's Jason, the one I'm going with. And yeah. we were at like a birthday party after the season and I don't even, I, we must've just been talking about like hunting or something like that. He's like wearing like a camo shirt or something. And he just brought up this hunting trip he does. And I was like, Hey man, I'm like, I'm not trying to be intrusive, but if you ever have an extra spot and you need me to like help out with anything or do whatever I got to do to pay my dues, I would love to be a part of it. And he, he his first response was, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. So <laughs> do what? <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And then to find out that like, this hunting experience for him goes back. He's been hunting up there for 20 years. And then the hunters that hunted with him when he first started up there 20 years. So it's like really cool passing the torch thing. And it's going to be really, really fun. And, um, the area is just absolutely magnificent, man. The only shitty thing is, is the private ranches with like the guided hunts, but he was like, dude, there's so much mountain up there. So much, uh, like the national forests and stuff. He's like, we will have, we won't have enough space to get to that we'll have to be able to hunt up there so that'll be definitely definitely a trip to remember and it's going to be like nine days straight too so it'll be Holy shit. yes and that's i think that's the coolest part about it is it's not like going out to hunt coming back in refit and going back out it's just like you're just going out you refit out there so if you don't have something like granted there's like a small town we could probably go into but it's it's mainly like He's, but I, it's also kind of like glamping too, a little bit, you know, like he has like this 45 foot fucking, what do they call those motorhome things? And it's like, yeah. we'll like sort of live out of that a little bit. And then like, we'll have spike camps and shit set up, but it'll be, it'll be definitely a great experience and it'll be, it'll be super oh, fun and awesome. definitely kind of like a last hurrah before I go to selection. And, and, and there's, uh, this guy, uh, Joseph Kopshai. He just got back from rotation from my company and he's back here now and he, he shoots bow and he hunts. And the plan is, is once I get back from that, that first weekend I'm back, we're going to go and hunt elk on base because I've found that herd a couple times now. And there are some, there's not a lot of big bucks I'm seeing or bulls, but there are plenty of big cows, dude. And they're like, like you can tell by their, um, by their hides that they're more mature. It's really, yeah. really interesting, dude. It's, it's, it's weird looking at those animals when you've only seen like whitetail and shit, or like you're watching pronghorn for so long, you look over and you see like a fucking herd of horses and shit running around. It's, just a bunch <laughs> of big ass elk, dude. it's fucking cool, man. And that's, yeah. that's cool too about hunting on base. I know I've said it before, but like, they're just so desensitized in a different way that like they let certain kind of like, they let you a lot closer than I think. I don't think I would have ever gotten as close as I have to these pronghorn if they weren't on base. I right. think they would see me from much further away and be like, nope, fuck this and bounce. Cause yeah. they, they'll do that shit all the time. Yeah, I'm out. What's up? 
Nothing. I said, yeah, they'd just be out of there on normal public land anywhere else yeah. that isn't, you know, military base. They'd just be like, nope, see ya. Yep. But so I don't know. You, you get to cut your teeth on military base and then take what you learn about these animals that are, as you say, slightly desensitized. But you get to learn kind of the habits of those animals. And you can definitely apply that to any real world situation off base. And, you know, you go to like, say you go to New Mexico and do the same thing, like you'll be able to use what you've learned and make that be like, it'll be impactful. It'll be helpful. It'll be, it's not wasted knowledge by any means at all. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, dude. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's been a pretty wild ride for the hunt that I got to do with this antelope on base. And then, uh, last year doing elk, dude, I just, I keep thinking about it. I keep going back to like, the morning that we woke up and it was like, it was opening weekend and it was like super cold snap. And then I saw like this little spiker whitetail buck and like 10 minutes later we were mewing and we hear this huge bugle. I was like, dude, I was just like, I'm cool with this hunt now, man. That was the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's just like, it was so right. loud and guttural. And I was just like, man, I can't wait to be close to that again. It's just such a yeah. interesting thing to be around, but it's a sound that pierces your soul. Yeah. Like it oh, hits dude. you. Like it hits you hard. Yeah. Like I like, told you about I think I think we talked about this on a previous podcast when I think it was me and you and Dave. Uh we talked about it where there was an elk farm by somewhere we hunted up by Oatana. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we heard we heard the the bull elk bugling in the night or like early morning and it was just like holy crap, dude. Like what is that? What is happening right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a sound that just it permeates you like it especially if you're a big fan and you watch a lot of elk hunting and like you pay attention to elk hunters like Remy Warren or like Steven Ranella, Giannis Patelis, like people like that, like who are on TV doing this stuff. Like you watch their hunts and stuff. It's like, holy, like it, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah. So cool. Hell yeah. One day I'll get to do it. Dude, absolutely. And that, that's something that it sucks because most people are going to do rifle. And I honestly wish I could too. Well, not that I can't, but um, I probably wouldn't draw and I definitely don't have the time to be able to put in enough draws to get enough preference points. But like, dude, there are just the chance to be able to come out here get you, cause all you gotta do is just buy an OTC tag. I remember calling the lady and asking for you one time and it was like, all you had to do is have hunter education and it's like transferable between States. Like, yep. And then you just buy the tag. It's all good. Yep, but, I got that. <laughs> I mean, it's like 600 bucks. And, and then another thing too, is I guess you don't think of is like, you don't think of like this area we're going to is like a campsite and you don't think of that, you know? So like that would be much easier to do than hotels and all this other bullshit. As long as you have like a little Bunsen burner, or some shit to like make a couple of meals. Right. And, yeah. yeah. I would never, I would never go out West to go hunting and plan on staying in a hotel room at all. I would be, yeah. I'd be camping the entire time. I'm out there for yeah. the experience. I'm going to experience it all. You know, for sure. And I, I think that's how most people would do it, but it's, I mean, still, even though it's that it's still like a trip and you got to kind of make sure everything is straight, you know? Right. Right. So like, uh, Dave stopped by earlier today. Hell yeah. We threw down, we threw down a little recording earlier. So I'm going to, I'm going to put this one out first and then David's a little bit later. Cause this one's going to be a lot easier to edit than David's. Right. Cause the way David talks. <laughs> like he's a mute. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that was a lot of fun catching up with him and uh, getting him back into it, dude. He's like fully like set in on like fully back into hunting this year. Like he's 
going to completely envelop himself with hunting for the next couple months. Like that's going to be his life outside of work is he's going to hunt. So it was really cool catching up with him today and like getting him back in the loop of things. Like, yeah. And he, he seems like legitimately like, this is what I want to do. Or before it was like he and Han, like even get him to come out with us for Turkey hunt. He was like, he and Han about it. Mm-hmm. So we finally did get him out. But now he's like full on, like, let's do this. So hopefully we'll have a lot of really cool whitetail stories this year. Yeah, and then you're going to go elk hunting and we're going to get some elk stories. Even if are you're you, not successful. Go ahead. Are you and J-Bone still going down to um, like the Rochester area or no? Yeah. Yeah. And David, David should be a part of that too. I think as long, long as david can get the days off because mm-hmm. dave got a job where j bones works they work oh, in the same shit. place now so as long as they yeah as long as they work in like the same days off that's gonna work perfect because i can take any day off i need to yeah well the one yeah. nice thing about my job let's not and, let's not yeah, get ahead of so, ourselves now all right someone's yeah, got let's, the show. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was an so, inside joke and it was kind of mean I yeah should, i should fuck off with that it's stuff a, it's not really and definitely a um, huge shout out to all the dudes and dudettes that bought a Wild Minnesota Podcast t-shirt that my wonderful wife, Tiffany Shutter was making. Um, I'm figuring it out, and Tiffany is helping me as well. We're trying to find, like, a website. We were looking at Bonfire, and we don't know if that's the one we're going to use. That would probably be the easiest interface to use for selling gear and shit, but definitely going to try and get a website up to where we can just have it to where we're selling merch like t-shirts, sweatshirts and whatever else we can get to accommodate. Yeah, but, get some hats, some koozies. Yeah. Got to get something like some really funny shit out there that people like, like yeah. just dumb shit. Dude, I, just, I know the hunting. Community. <laughs> I was, I was just overwhelmed personally. And like, it was just some, like some of the homies from work and shit. So like, they're always down, but it's like, it was so overwhelming the support that we immediately got. Like it was like instantaneously, like six orders were filled. And like I get it, that's not the big leagues, boys. But it fucking, right, right. But it was super like, cool, like dude. Right but like you saying that we hit six hundred downloads is just like absolutely insane. I couldn't imagine people wanting to listen to me six hundred times, fucking ever in my life. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here we are, and it's actually gone up since I texted you that earlier today. It's gone up a few after that, so people are downloading, they're listening. If anybody wants any amount of merch, a shirt, um, they're affordable. They'll be out there very, very soon. If you all want to DM on Instagram, like we'll get one out to you as soon as we can, as soon as we get them in our hands. And yeah, yeah. I mean it's cool that we're we're reaching this point now where like putting merch out is like a thing. Like yes. We're getting to that point. Like we have enough followers and enough listeners that's like becoming a thing. So we'll just build on that. And anybody wants one, like yeah, we'll hook it up. Like let us know. We'll we'll get you a shirt. Yep. You want a sweatshirt? We'll get you a sweatshirt. You want the new logo? You want the old logo? It don't matter. Let us know what you want, and we'll we'll hook it up for you. Hell yeah, yeah. That's that's and that I I definitely care about too. Is like, and it's not even like to sell merch for that. Like oh, we're selling merch, but it's like it's just cool to me that and people are just down to like rep it you know to just be like hey dude like right <laughs> like yeah. it's just it's crazy to me you think like this is gonna be stupid i get it but like lots of people have podcasts and lots of people listen to podcasts but it's like people just want to listen to it. like or people are willing to listen to it. i don't even know like the words to use for it but it makes me feel fucking awesome 
knowing that we got a right. fan base the way we do that is just so dope and willing and to like, hook it up. Like, like realistically, us selling a T-shirt, we make no money off it realistically. Like there's no net profit. Like we're not gaining anything besides giving you guys something cool to wear and you guys get to rep our brand. Like that's all it yeah. is. Like we're not yeah, looking yeah. to get rich off it. Like that's not what it is. It's just like help us out just by repping our brand and we'll just keep putting up and that's that's how it's going to be yeah that, that's actually, what's awesome to me and that's all i want to do is just put content out yeah and that's what's crazy too is we found out because me and tiff are both like yeah it's like five bucks to ship it out and then we found out like for the little bubble wrap bags that are like just a small bag it was like tiff i don't know oh no she found out that they cost like 8.95 but then like after tax and all that shit it's like it went up to like 10 or 11 bucks so realistically we lost out on almost everything, you know, like right. granted the transfer, the transfer logo and the shirts weren't like crazy expensive, but it was like in totality, like we were like cutting even with all the shit we were having to buy and, and do. And, and, it, but not that that's a hardship to me. I'm, I would be, I'm grateful to even get to have that opportunity. Like you said, man, it's, right. it, I could, I don't ever want to, you know, and I'm never going to need to personally need to profit from any of that. I just, I just love I just love the support. I love doing this. I think hunting is one of the coolest fucking things to do. And I've learned so much in the past few years having hunted. And the coolest thing for me is, is like once I started talking to dudes, especially the ones at work that were like, yeah, dude, like we want to support you. Like we're going to rep you. Almost everyone had some kind of story that I could relate to. That would be like an episode on the podcast. Like one of the dudes is getting out of the army. Um, Brendan Sheridan, he's going to go out and try and be a professional, like not try, but he rides bulls, dude. He's like riding all the time. He just can't get on the pro circuit yet because he's in in the army. And then another dude getting out, going to Utah. His dad and sister already have elk tags. Um, uh, Joe Kopshai, he has land in like Louisiana or something that he just like slays these fucking monster whitetails on. Ryan Minton, he fishes all the time, has stories about that. It's just, it's really cool. And like, not that I didn't know that about my friends, but it's like, I think people like knowing that like you want to hear their story too. I said like about right. five fucking million times that sentence. I apologize. <laughs> I'm not retarded. I just started short circuiting. <laughs> but it's it's cool, man. And I told all of them, I was like, dude, you guys got stories. I want to have an episode. And like that's something I can do too. Where if you're doing one with like Jesse and um Dave, and I can't get on it, dude. Like I can get another USB mic or oh, I can figure whatever else yeah. I want, and then we can just do episodes out here and like. Just have chats. Absolutely. You know, that's really all it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. If you want to do episodes with those, those guys out there. Yeah, dude. All, by all means, send it. And then we'll just, yeah, we'll just post it all. And I suppose I might have to walk you through all the editing shit. I'm pretty sure you could figure it out, but yeah, it's not. If I could figure it out, you can figure it out. It's not terribly difficult, but. Hey, you're a smart send guy. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you want you want to record it. So even if you have to like send me the files and then I just lay it all down and then I just post it on the online, like I'm I'm down to do that too. You just send me the files and I'll I'll make it happen. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Got, you got anything you got, got on your side for trail cams or preseason nah, stuff? You want to save that for another time? Uh, I just got that one really really good ten pointer on cam. I got mm. a lot of decent eight pointers when me and Dad went check cams last weekend uh last week rather other than that um next friday is my birthday and i'm gonna spend the 
Emma spent the entire day driving around the county, setting up different trees and marking them on Onyx maps to go hunt this fall. Because me and Dave talked about it tonight where our private land, we're going to hunt it opener. But then after that, we're completely laying off until closer to like gun season starts. Like we're going to go hit it hard, like late October, like really get in there late October, assuming we don't fill tags before then. But we want to lay off that because we know that big 10-pointer is in there. We know there's some really good 8-pointers in there. So we're going to lay off it leading up to the end of the season. Not really the end of the season, but gun season I consider the end of the season because after that, the gun hunt is the end of the season, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. You're done. And I do hunt after that if I haven't filled my tag yet. But, you know, we're going to do a lot of public land hunting, a lot of going and hanging and sitting and so other than that, I got nothing really to update. Um, just looking for the next couple of weeks to like set all my gear up, get everything set together. I got my new broadheads today. Um, got to go get some arrows. Hopefully this weekend I'll make it up to Cato and get some arrows. I don't really need them, but I'm going to go get them anyways. And then yeah. a couple other scree. Go get a couple more or order a couple more scree. I want to get a heavy scree jacket and heavy pants. Hell yeah. And then after that, yeah, and then after that, I should be set. Oh, I got a uh, buddy Tyler up the alley there. He uh, came and grabbed my old bow the other day. He's going to take it up to Mankato, up to Shields, and get it all sighted in and set to him. Get a knock. <laughs> we had him come over the other day, and I didn't even think about it. Because I've been using this bow to, like, go bow fishing and stuff, but I don't use the peep sight at all for it. I just pull back draw and i just shoot like just yeah just feeling shooting you yeah. know it's got a sight on it. it's got a peep sight but i just don't use it i just do it all by feel and i'm pretty fucking good at it but he's sitting there trying to shoot it and i'm like watching i'm like what are you doing like why are you like anchor like this and he wasn't doing it he's like i can't see through the peep sight and i realized like well this peep sight set up for alexis oh my daughter yeah and she's <laughs> she's tiny i was like ah shit yeah yeah you better take that up to mankato and get that. yeah site tied back in like i don't have the serving to do it here so otherwise i would but i don't have the serving to do it he's like huh so he's going up there hopefully on friday to get that sighted in so have another bow hunter starting out and i'm gonna try to get him on the podcast see his point of views his new point of views on things because he's never done it before so it'll be cool to get him on and see what his ideas are like his reflection on everything yeah Dude, it got so dark where you're at. So Bro, fast. I was gonna, yeah, give me one second. <laughs> oh, there's the hard thing. Too. Like, that shit snuck up on me like a bad fart, dude. It just yeah, you, you didn't even realize. You look like a bald jarhead until you turn that light on. Oh, God. No fucking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck, Marty. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I don't really got anything else to add tonight. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank all your guys who bought t-shirts and stuff to rep the brand. Like, thank you so much. You don't even oh, know yeah. me, but you're helping my brand and Steven's too. I appreciate it. Uh, and anybody else who wants any kind of merch, a shirt, hat, whatever, let us know. We'll hook it up. I'll give you a price in DMs and we'll just go from there. Hell yeah. I love it. And then, hey, shout out to Tiff for making all those shirts. Yeah. Hell yeah, She's dude. She's a such a trooper dude she bro it's good and bad because she'll get like it was like the next day she's like hey did he respond about getting the shirt I was like calm the fuck down dude they're gonna get the shirt dude like, she's like I, <laughs> I 
probably, you better have to edit this one out. But I told her, I was like, God damn, you're doing like the work of 20 Asians right now. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Bro, but well, I'm finally, it. I'm finally, I'm finally, I'm finally gonna have a WMP shirt, dude. I still don't have a Wild yeah. Minnesota podcast shirt. Well, because I gave you mine. Yep. So you have two, yeah. right? Yeah, you have two sweatshirts. Yep, I have a zip-up black hoodie, and then I have the one that I l- left for you, and then you sent out to me the gray one. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that's so I'll finally have. What? That's what's so dope about the bonfire website. But Tiff, dude, she like over researches sometimes, and she's like. Yeah, there's supposed to be, like, fraud and shit with, like, people when they're buying it. But the only cool thing about that website is it kind of, like, it'll give you, like, a campaign. And then you can, like, set up different shit per campaign because you only do a certain amount of items per one. So you can do, like, shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, and then, like, a coffee cup. That's all the items you can have. So you have to do another campaign if you want to do, like, long sleeve tea and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, um... Mm, dude, this, this has been happening to me a lot, man. I have no idea what the fuck, what the point I was getting to was. I don't either. You just burnt out or what? Dude, no, I'm just, I mean, I was like when I was 15 to like 19. Yeah, I got a little burnt out. All right. Not that off. Jesus. Burn out. Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, nah, dude, she's fucking, what was it? It was something about the, the website bonfire but it's super dope dude like i think it's a really cool interface oh that's what i was getting to so like you can build those specific custom uh campaigns and then they deal with shipping and customer service so like if you have people that have like something fucked up with their order they deal with it the only thing is is like tiff looked at it the the data for it it was like if you make let's say fourteen hundred dollars you get like six or like three yeah. or something. It was like they take they take a lot off the top Holy for customer God. service. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, I could give a shit, man. But I also don't want to yeah. like that's something I'm looking at is like I don't want the brand to be like blown up because now we use this website and it's like ten dollars extra and the profits are going to like this website, you know? And that that to me is fucked. I would rather right. I would rather have something where it's like I'm not going to say janky, but like not as professional. And I know that the people that we love that are listening to us are getting some shit for a reasonable price and not like paying out the ass. Like they're not buying some fucking Sitka gear at Shields or something. (laughs) And the profits that they're because they're going to support us. The profits are going towards keeping this boat rolling, not to this already big company that already has plenty of money and they don't need us anyways. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely bring it to us but um i told you like my dad uh uh what the k&m cnc they also do printing of shirts they'll do it for us it might they might not be as cheap per se but at least money's going towards the brand and a small local business at the same time so they'll do they'll do all the printing of the shirts for us and they're also looking so they can do like like the vinyl shirts like what a lot of a lot of shirts you buy online are. Otherwise, they're looking at now to get into screen pressing, which is basically you're pressing ink into the into the shirt. 
yep. and you just have a, a mold that you go over with the ink, which yeah. I've done that myself before with a previous brand I had when I lived up in the cities, which doesn't exist anymore, so I don't have to mention the name. But cool. we, we did a whole bunch of screen pressing, which was a ton of fun. It was so much fun to do. You get a whole bunch of people over, you're having a good time, and you're just sitting there, and people just take their turns just rubbing ink over a fucking shirt and – yeah, you got to oh, press, yeah. you got to you got to screen. Yeah, it's really it's really really cool to do. It's really a lot of fun. But they're looking to get a, a screen pressing thing which if we get screen pressing, those shirts are a little bit more durable. They hold their their the logo a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Amanda was talking about a certain kind of printer. I don't remember what she said. And if she listens to this, she's going to punch me because she told me a hundred times what it was. And I can't remember, but there's a certain kind of printer you can get that prints a a logo and it goes on the shirt, but it doesn't just like stick on the outside. It embeds into the actual fibers. So it, it holds tight. So there's, there's many, there's many different avenues we can take with it. But my, my biggest thing is I just want the consumer to get something that they're going to wear and wear and wear and wear and wear and wear. And it's not going to ever go away i just want that logo to be there forever for them because they obviously spent their money on it that's what they want it for you know some of the most expensive shirts that over time they they wear out i mean just yeah dude and ultimately that was something i kind of reasoned with myself because and i didn't it's not like i lied to anybody i told them it was a transfer once like sometimes and those 100 percent of the time if you wash them with high or hot water or dry on high heat the fucking logo will crack and it starts to come apart and shit just because it's like transfer sheets and shit. But right. My thing is like, even with like, I have gear that I got when I was a drill instructor, that was like the vinyl stuff on it. And one has my last name on the front. And now it says like hut, all the other letters fell off. You know? <laughs> so like, it's going to happen, dude. And and my thing is, is like, we're hut. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking no one gives a shit. <laughs> Fuck me. But it's all good, man. And we we got plenty of options, plenty of time. And the thing is, too, uh, we'll I'll keep I'm down to keep making shirts and selling them from like just doing them in our little hut of a house. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely trying to get some kind of production on that just to have different shit. Because I, dude, I am a slut for a hoodie, dude. Oh God, me too. I'll, I'll go, I'd go to a school for like cooks. I'm in the infantry just to get me a fucking hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Dude? Like, <laughs> I do love me a good hoodie. They, Hell yeah, dude. But yeah, most of the year you can wear a hoodie, but yeah. Hey, let's wrap this bad bitch up. Um, yep. Steven, great talking to you. Um, Josh, of course. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Will and figure out how to get you in on a sit in with me and Dave and Jesse, hopefully on Thursday, I'm going to sit in, get another recording done. And then, you know, I don't know if we should drop these like back to back to back to back to back or if we should. Fuck it. I don't know. I'll figure that shit out. I might just dump them. You know, I might have to pay a little extra on the account to make them all dump. But, you know, let's get the content out there. People, got, if you want to hear anything, you have any questions at all, deer hunting, pronghorn, Steven's elk hunt, the gear we're using, anything like that, like. Hit us up, like let us know, and we will answer any questions you guys have. You want some merch? You want a T-shirt? You want a hat? You want a you want a mug? Let us know. We'll hook it up. We'll give you a price over DM. We'll go from there. And once we get the once we get the store up, and I I've been talking to Will also about getting an actual website put together where we can Hell actually yeah. sell merch straight off our website. So that's that's in the works as well, and he's going to work on that for us. So 
you know, slowly we're building. I mean, we're still we're still small pond right now, but we're working towards being bigger pond and get more content out to everybody. And with the help of you, David, Jesse, the listeners, everybody, like, let's make this a thing. Let's do this. And on that note, I'm going to wrap this baddie up. Hell yeah, dude. I'm with it. All right. All right. It was good talking to you, homie. Hell yeah, man. I'll text you later. Later, dude. All right, peace. Peace. Often feeling lonely on a crackling oil floor, sprout out barely conscious by myself. My vomit's painting that door.